Hello, and welcome to Drunk Bitches in Politics, where bitches get drunk and talk politics. I'm Ray. I'm Mishy. And I'm Michelle, your host. Welcome, drunk delegates. Did you miss us? Oh my god, we missed y'all. <laughs> we're back and we're sorry. <laughs> we apologize for the three weeks that we've been missing. Jesus, it's been three weeks. It's been three weeks. Oh, because Ray god. shared a, a hot... Two. Yes, it's been well, three weeks since we had an episode. Yes, but, but you, you recorded. Yes, but because yes. you shared a hot shots, but we didn't ever, we didn't like be, we weren't able to. If I can spit the words out, <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> like had record. A I know. This is why you need to come back to work. I know. More right? often. <sighs> but yes, so it's been two weeks since we recorded. We are so glad to be back together. Not yeah. dying anymore. Not dying anymore. I'm just slightly dying. Um... <laughs> So I sound nasally, I'm sure, and you might hear some some snorts and maybe a cough or two. Or two, or, or some raspiness in my Michelle, voice. Mishy, you were dying as well. I was, dude. It was rough. And I was like really trying to do it too last week, but I was like, no, it's not yeah. good. And I was out of the state yeah. where I got sick yeah. and you were here. So it's uh-huh. not like we had the, I mean, we the had content, the same thing, you, but, but it was like we, we, didn't get it from, we weren't together. Yeah. No. So no. we didn't get each other sick. Oh, who knows? But I just stayed home. <laughs> I was in Jersey in some freaking forest at some minor league baseball game that I did not want to go to, and I swear to God, that's what got me sick. I'm Sometimes allergic things to things you don't want to do get you sick, man. I know. Ugh. I know. This is so funny. I was uh, watching just this past weekend. Rihanna had her famous diamond ball where it's like for charity, and all these celebrities come out and write all these checks, and she performed. And she seemed to have been a little out of practice. And uh, someone was like, this is exactly what it looks like when you've come back to work from vacation and you don't know how to get into your work computer. <laughs> That's kind of like what I feel like right now. Man, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a lot to cover in this episode. Mm-hmm. We are going to do a debate episode. Yes. Um, and then we'll record another episode of just the regular shit. That happened this because week. Because there's so much <laughs> there's shit so going much. on. We couldn't do it all in one thing. We don't even want to try to do it all in one thing. Yes. We will make up for lost time. We will give you two, not one, but two fabulous yes. DBAP episodes. Because that's how we do. That's how we roll. Um, before we get started, though, Mishy, the most important thing. The reason why we have gathered here today. Right. The reason why we started this <laughs> is because of our filthy habits of, of, of getting drunk and talking about politics. What are we drinking? Well, on this holy day, <laughs> right. um, we are drinking sexy wine bomb. And uh, this is kind of religious, you know. Jesus' first miracle was turning water into wine. And here we are on a Sunday getting ready to drink some wine. <laughs> Ray picked this up. And this is Sexy Wine Bomb. It is very cute. It's got a silhouette of a sexy lady holding a bottle of wine sitting on top of a bomb. I mean, we all have our vices. Look, I gotta just admit, <laughs> I, you know, the whole don't judge a book by its cover, I 100% judge my wines by the label. Oh, yeah. Oh, Ray does not judge the wine by the contents or the content of the bottle. Uh, no. She judges this by the label. 
How very conservative of you, Ray. I am. Which um, is how we got Christmas wine that tasted like shit. <laughs> and yes. how we got Pilgrim wine. And Satan's wine. Why <laughs> you pick out no, Satan's wine? No, I picked Satan's wine. She picked Satan's wine. Okay. But when Ray picked the, the Pilgrim's wine that tasted like socks. Oh, the one that tasted like disappointment. I remember that one. Yeah. Yes, that was, you, you really liked the yeah. label. You so did. we're, we're going to give it another shot, Ray. Are. Because I, this actually is a much prettier label than those is. other ones. It looks very, it looks like it's a very good bottle of wine. This is a red blend and it's a California variety. And it says on the back that blends have more fun. <laughs> I like that. It's not just sexy wine, it's the bomb. <laughs> did this, did this, this remind wine you? This my soul. When I read this label, I was like, I feel this. I feel this connection. This all sounds like things you would say. It is. The label says, if this super sexy blend were a mid-90s girl group, <laughs> oh man, its stars would probably be named Fruity, Spicy, Sassy, Jammy, and um, Not Too Sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so fucking corny. <laughs> it is. A, provo- a provocative fusion of sultry red varietals. There's no doubt that this wine knows how to have a good time, like us. And while it may not lend you a rich and famous soccer player, throw the whole bottle in the trash. <laughs> it just might convince you that blends really do have more fun. I love this. Okay, ALC. Are you bitches in practice? Anybody? So this is a blend. Don't just burst shit out. because You're going <laughs> to just blurt shit out. Really think about it. It is a blend. All right, I'm going to guess. 12.7. Close. 13.2. Close. Are we? In, is it in between that? Yes. All right. It comes in clean at thirteen percent. Ooh. Yes. So it's really good. Really good for a blend. So I'm gonna pop it, y'all. Ready? Pop, for that, the, shit. pop that shit. The first pop in like weeks. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Ooh. Oh. And it is a good pop. Missy, um, you ain't out of practice on that shit. No, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I stay. I stay ready to keep from getting ready. Okay. Glug, glug. Oh, I'm so glad we're back, you Me guys. Too. It's a very violety. Oh, it is. Does it have any? Um, does it tell what the notes are besides just wine? Um, no, it does not. <laughs> notes of wine with hint of wine. Okay, I feel really stupid, but it it smells very good. grape. Like I mean, it's very fruity. Yes. Yeah. It's a little spicy. Let's see. I just smell grapes. Okay. Ooh, that's actually, that's, that's really, really smooth. Good. Like Very. This. this is one of the better smooth blends that we've Ooh, had, I Ray. Like this, this is really good. Oh, good I like job, this. Ray. Oh so God. it's it's dry for sure, um, but it has a little hint of sweetness that just pops in right at the end. That's like I guess that's the jammy as they explain it. Yeah. So picture jammy notes. It's really plummy, plummy, plum jam. Plum jam. Yeah. I wonder if it goes good with Dayquil. Ooh. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm on right now. <laughs> It pairs well. Pa- pairs well with Dayquil. <laughs> Good pick, Ray. Good Ooh. pick. We're so proud of you, Ray. Thank you. This episode should be. She picked a good one. <laughs> Love it. Way to go. All right. So before we get into major debate discussion, I wanted to share a tweet with you ladies that I read yesterday or day before, and it's from um, Ana Navarra. We all know who Ana Navarra is. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have a love-hate relationship yeah. with I do, too. As I do, too. the rest of the world. Yeah. 
Um, but I was really impressed with this tweet. I think it probably says a lot of what we are thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, it just resonates with a lot of our subjects and all that stuff, and definitely the Democratic nominees. So she says, regardless of who you support, there's three women, two African-Americans, one Asian, one Latino, an openly gay veteran, a child of Indian and Jamaican immigrants, a Jewish guy, a vegan, and even a couple of straight white guys on that stage. Like it or not, this is America. I did see that tweet. I love that. Yeah. I I mean, Anna can, she gets to your soul sometimes. She does. Right? I mean, we definitely differ on some policies. Yeah. You know, but I I just really loved that. Yes, she did. Is fucked up as shit is right now. Mm-hmm. We have still like Virginia Slims. The girls <laughs> used to say, "We've come a long way, baby." Mm-hmm. And in its baby steps, mm-hmm. right? But sure. I could have, I would have never imagined this. And right, I don't know about you, because we're obviously older than Michigan. We are older than dirt. Um, <laughs> I would have never age. imagined a stage that looked like this when I was no. a teenager, ever. Yeah. Right? I mean, I remember even in history class then telling the basic criteria of what presidents usually look like. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. literally look like. And it oh, yeah. was even down to height. Right? It was like over six feet. Mm-hmm. White. Mm-hmm. Um, Protestant. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? JFK was priority by being Catholic. Male. You know, married. Children. So it had all mm-hmm. of these things that, and they weren't saying this is the criteria. They were just looking at history. Right. Mm-hmm. Because that was our history right. for over 200 years. Right. Until yes. Barack Obama. So mm-hmm. I just, I don't know, it kind of gave me chills when I read that. I thought yes. it was very poignant so, to start our debate right. discussion. Yes, yes. And thank you for sharing that. We are, we are the big tent party. Yes. <laughs> so. That's true. That's true. So, Ray, why don't you start out by giving us the list of the candidates that were on stage Thursday? Okay. And I'm going to present them in an interesting way. Uh, I'm going to list them in order of who got the, from who got the most airtime to who got the least during the debate. Oh, cool. I like that. Yeah. Because I know we all have our perceptions of who it felt like was talking the most. Because I noticed at one point, like, I had been watching for an hour and I was like, I feel like I haven't seen Warren say a word. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting to see who, how the time added up. I like it when your OCD comes into play. (laughs) Just a little bit. (laughs) A little data junkie. All right, so we start with Biden was on stage. He had the most airtime at 17.4 minutes. Not at all. And then we had Warren, who had 16.5. Booker with 14.7. Sanders, 14.1. Harris, 13.7. Buttigieg, 11.4. Castro, 11. Klobuchar, 10.4. O'Rourke, 9.3, and Yang with 7.9. Huh. Very interesting. So what was Biden's again? 17.4. So 17 to 7? That was the range? He had 10 minutes more than the... Wow, that's a lot. That is a huge... In speaking time, think about, like, how many things you can say in two minutes. Right. that is a wide range. Do, did they, by chance, now that we're into the data, I just have one follow-up question. Did they give the um, the total number of minutes of the, I know it was three hours, but the total number of minutes of debate talking? Because, you know, there's commercial breaks. And, I believe it was 90 minutes from what I understood what they said before the debate. I don't know if you went over. I don't know. Okay. All right. Just, I mean, I guess theoretically I could add up each of these minutes. Oh. And that well, would tell us how much airtime they got. 
But I don't know if it's counting like when they're talking over each other. Well, that's that. well, not just the commentators stuff. That's what yeah, I wanted. Exactly. Like how much? Like how much was the debate total? Oh, I see. And that saying. would give you, and then we minus that out of what the fucking commentators take up, mm-hmm. right? Which it was the format it was is still mar- trash. It was but. marketed as a ninety-minute debate. Okay. Okay. So. Um, and then, Mishy, what did you... You wanted to add something as well to Yes, right? I wanted to talk about the qualifiers for this debate, just to give people a little background. This particular debate had a higher threshold that you needed to reach to be on stage, which is why we had 90 less candidates on the stage. <laughs> First of all, thank you, Jesus, for, yes. like, in basically cut it in half. Thank you, sweet baby black Jesus. <laughs> yes. It, it felt, this is the reason why I felt more organized. Right. So the candidates had to hit... 2% in four recent polls from a specific list of organizations and get donations from 130,000 people, which is different because the first debate, you had to hit 1% in three polls or get donations from 65,000 people. So each threshold was lower and you didn't need to meet two of those qualifiers. This time they had to meet both of you them. You had to oh, meet both of them. I didn't know that. Yes. I thought it was mm. still in either or. So oh, that okay. is why we had very <laughs> a very short slate of candidates. Right. So, yeah. That's really all I wanted to add to that, just so people know how these specific group of people ended up okay. on the stage. Yeah. So, I, my, I guess my first question to my fellow drunk bitches is who wh- what was the what do you think was the best question? Ooh. Is that is that even help a little bit? No. What do I think was the best question? You know why y'all can't answer that? Because they talked about healthcare too fucking much. They do that with every one of these debates. And there's which... more than just fucking healthcare issues in this country. It is, especially when we're rehashing We've already the talked same about it things. two other yes. fucking debates four nights. Yes. We have an economy that could be possibly be collapsing, right? We have Iran doing their fucking shit, right? We have, uh, uh, oh my God, I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to totally jack his name up. Netman, Net, Net, Netanyahu. Netanyahu doing whatever fucked up shit he's doing. We have all of this stuff going on. Like, we know healthcare is an issue, but stop talking about it. We, I already know what all of them want to do. And, and if I don't, I can fucking look it up on their Facebook page. At the CNN debates, they spent a good hour and 20 minutes just answering one of those healthcare questions. Right. Um, the one that I do remember being memorable was when the candidates were asked about immigration policy and what they thought the solution to that was going to be. Right. So that was a good one um, that I felt was really important to for the candidates to distinguish amongst themselves what they thought that the solution was. So I enjoyed that part. Which but, which candidate gave you the best answer on immigration? And and if you have to choose the lesser of the evil, because none of them really gave a good qu- no, answer. No, Julian gave a good answer. <laughs> I feel like the, face, the look on your face is kind of like, eh. Julian gave a good answer. Out of all of them, I felt like he has a deeper understanding of how to really fix the system. And I appreciated his answer. He gave a concise answer of how to fix it. And it wasn't more like, oh, we need to talk to the people in those countries and get with them. Because what gets lost in that part is that people don't realize that the United States is responsible for destabilizing these regions where people have to flee to then come here and seek asylum. And then we deny them. So, no, if you don't want people to come over here, stop destabilizing their regions and their countries 
And I felt like he had an understanding of that, mm-hmm. and he understood that we needed to fix the system as a whole. So did Beto. Beto had a good answer yeah. for that. He, he did good. The two Texas guys, of course, have the best you know, immigration right. policy answer. Right. Or, it hits or, close to home. You know, right. Absolutely. Because in Texas always gets, I wouldn't even, gets blamed, gets, you know, the wall. And I mean, I know Arizona, you know, New Mexico, California still have a border, but Texas has, I think, we the largest border. We have the border. largest portion of the border. Yeah, right. Of any um, one state. And yet, the, some of the safest cities in the United States are on our border. And one of the things that was really poignant that Beto said, uh, which I really enjoyed his answer, and I feel like I'm not giving him enough credit, was... He said very few words that really spoke deeply. He said, legalize America. Oh, yeah. That, that, that was amazing. Legalize America. Make it legal for people to be able to come here. Stop trying to close everything down. Open a pathway for people who want to come here illegally because nobody wants to come here illegally, guys. Nobody. Yeah. There's just no way to reasonably do it sometimes. Right. So if you do it that way, then you have people who have a pathway to citizenship. You take care of the dreamers. And your problem is solved right then just by getting rid of all the red tape and all of the bureaucratic bullshit. Right. On that... Go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry, uh, Ray. I was just going to say, on on the topic of like best question, I don't have anyone that stands out. I have moments that a lot of the different candidates said something that spoke to me. And I'm as I look at that and then I compare it to how much they had airtime, the most meaningful things were said by a lot of the people that spoke the less, the least mm. amount. What does Missy always say? Missy, what is your saying? What is what is my saying? I have a lot of them. The one who speaks the least um, is the, has the loudest voice. Yes, the the loudest people who yes. Yeah, I mean you know, and that's true. The, the loudest person in the room has the most least meaningful thing to say. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Which could mean like the person who has the most quantity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of you know speaking yeah. time yes. has the least amount to say, yeah. and plus I mean let's face it, I mean Biden it took him four sentences to get one thought out. You the record player, play your record player, right? Venezuela, Venezuela, Venezuela. Hold on, let me fix my teeth. Oh, you guys! They were falling out. They were falling out. That falling in was not working for him. Uncle Joe has veneers. Did me just. We don't, I don't know. We are we trying to come for Uncle Joe? Is it come for Uncle Joe? No, time? but I do want to talk about it because I personally don't. I mean, we can talk. I want to talk about the Julian Joe Biden thing, and whether Julian was doing it for his age or not. I don't know. I don't feel like it's necessarily an age thing. So if tell the people your what post, you're talking about. So Julian interrupted Joe Biden when he was answering. Guess what? A healthcare, healthcare question, question about having to buy into the system uh-huh. or Medicare for all, right. which basically it's not free. It's just based on our taxes. Right. 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 But for some individuals, Medicare for all probably would be free. Right. If you, if your income level is not high enough. Right. Right. Or I mean, if you're a it's child, like with, it's like with don't any to... <laughs> other social service that we exactly. have in our country. Exactly. It's really based not on, that complicated. Right. Based on income because you right. get taxed based on your income. Right. And Julian kept interrupting him, saying, "You just you don't remember. You just said you had to buy, you had to buy into it. You, you don't remember what you said. Did you did you forget what you just said?" And I know a lot of people took that as an ageist thing. He never said, "You're too old to forget." I do think it's a competence thing, only because and and Julian was wrong. Yeah, and I was going to add that he, Julian, Julian was, was wrong. wrong. I will was. I will chime in on this because I know there there's. But Joe Biden is also confusing when he answers stuff. It is. Hold on a second. Cut. 
<coughs> Sorry, y'all. I'm gonna be doing it too, so. I agree. Jell sometimes it takes him a minute to formulate a thought, but I don't think that that has any bearing on the kind of president that he's gonna be or anything like that. I do want to speak a little bit on what Juli it is a debate. So Julian was well within his right to challenge Joe on this. Absolutely. But I felt the repetitive, did you forget? Do you not remember? It reminded me a little of when people are microaggressing me. Right. It's not outright. Nothing that you said is racist. But, but I know what you're getting at. So it was yeah. an ageist microaggression. And that's and okay. I love Julian and I know a lot of people feel like the media was being racist for coming after him all of that, but like I I know a microaggression when I see one. And it was microaggressive. Mm-hmm. In the sense that nothing he said was wrong. Right. It is a valid question. Did you forget? Do you not remember? But let's call a fork a fork. Yeah. Uh, spade a spade. Jesus, God. A spade a spade, not a god a garden fork. <laughs> there you go. Look, I thought this was an old Zimbabwe. <laughs> I know. It's like a fork. Where the fuck is she getting the let's, fork Let's thing? call a spade a spade and not a garden fork is what yeah. I meant to say about yeah. practice. It felt microaggressive. Okay. And it got the fact that across the nation, we all felt what was being yeah. said gets the point across. Yeah. Like, we know that that was alluding to like age right so it was wrong but i mean and there's one didn't get points for it first of all he was wrong yeah. yes and he was playing on kamala's back from last time right? because kamala's poll her poll numbers rose right after but she went after joe for a legitimate for policy thing. right i i feel like julian was waiting on something to pounce on him and, and that he, was it and he took that one and he was wrong here's the thing with julian in every debate he is attacking somebody because yeah. he's trying to move those numbers. His first time, it was against uh, Beto. It was Beto. He took on te- Beto. It was like, that's getting that Texas vote. It was a Texas showdown. Exactly. And then the second one, I don't remember who he was taking on in the second one. I don't remember. But I remember either. it was somebody. It was, he was I think it was Joe in the second it one It might have well. been Joe again in Joe. that one. It was. Yeah. yeah. But all of this to say, it is a debate. So, you know... It is what it is, but for people to say that, oh no, he didn't mean. Yes, he did. He knew what he was he doing. He said what he God. said, and he knows what he, he knew said. what he was saying. And at this point, it's fair game. Look, I think you're too fucking old to be taking on this job. You've done, and really, I would have respected it if he came out and said that. Like you've had your tenure, we respect your level of service and the things that you've done. But it's time for a fresh face. Just say it. Don't be microaggressive about it. Right. Right. Because it, it makes you look like a coward. <clears throat> right. Just I, it out, say it and then say I said what I said. Because in the after show, because I always stick around to watch the after shows to hear what the pundits right. have to say. They came on and he came on and he was asked and he said, the one of the, I think it was Jorge. He said, before we pull up the transcript, do you regret it? And he was like, absolutely not. Hmm. And I was like, well, at this point, at least he's owning it. Yeah. Um, instead of trying to do a take back. Like, he didn't even do like, oh, it's not how I meant it. He was like, no, I don't. It's a debate. So I respect it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. I, I, I've, I've never been like a huge fan of Julian. I don't know why. I mean, I, I respect his service and, oh, yeah. and him, yeah. as a, him as a person and all of that stuff. Just never been a big fan. And the debates have not helped. 
I feel like I feel like he's just trying to get a moment instead of actually putting forth. I do too. There are a couple a, of people who come off calculated. Like Kamala is constantly doing that. Yeah, and and just trying to get their moment instead of actually trying to connect with the mm-hmm. audience and the people and answering stuff in a in an authentic way. Very car salesmanish or door to door salesmanish. Yes. Very politician. Yes, very. I right? didn't want to say that because it gives all politicians. <laughs> that's that's true. Is that, and that's the thing that we've heard. I mean, it happens in every single. Why the debate, fuck did people vote for Donald? Trump though, right? Other than being racist pigs, because but he he's he unapologetically not, Donald Trump, and right. he is. They see him as strong, right? Mm-hmm. I don't. I know he's a no. weak ass man. He has no. to have constant adoration. He's, about, he's the tiny man behind the curtain. Yes. Okay, first of all, <laughs> can we just oh. let's quote the great Chrissy Teigen? Oh hell he's a yeah. Pussy-ass He's a pussy ass bitch. He is a pussy ass bitch. Sorry, mom. Yeah, yeah. But he is. Yeah. But it, it also, Julian's just kind of a bully. Anyway. Um, I just, for me, like, Julian, I feel like it's one of those candidates where I'm like, you're jumping above where you need to be going. Sweetie, you don't have a, you don't, I mean, I know, again, in the world of Trump, he didn't have any qualifications. He never had an office either. But it just feels like he Democrats want to do better. Like, I don't think you should be running for president. You want to run for governor. You want to run for Senate. You could run for a lot of other yeah. stuff, but he, I don't think you're ready. Uh, yeah. So I will counter that a little bit with the fact that he does have a lot of high-level government experience in many facets, whether it's city level, working for... He was a mayor, he, and then he was a... He blundered HUD, HUD. in here in it, Dallas. Too. But it's... Officially on paper, I guess, too. Right. But he's done a lot of work. Like, as far as, like, government goes, he's... He's one of the most qualified people that we have in our pool to for how government works. He doesn't. He doesn't. But you know what that. happens, Missy? That mm-hmm. doesn't come across. It doesn't because, because he people don't know all of his qualifications. Right, and like that's, somebody that's politically astute like yourself does. Right? And this is something that his campaign has to figure out how to, while he's on that stage, to talk up his experience more about why he's more qualified instead of talking down the person next to him. Thank and that's you. what they need to counter because right. he does an because awful a lot job of times the. What do they got? The carry-on, the creon, the whatever that... Anyway, the little ticker that runs across the thing that's on the cross screen. the ticker that runs ticker across the screen. We'll tell you their qual- little things about them. Yeah. Like, he mm-hmm. was the mayor of San Antonio. Mm-hmm. He was the permanent head. His twin brother is in the... Joaquin. Is in the Senate? House of Representatives. House of Representatives. Right. And I'm like, who gives a fuck what your brother is doing? That's not a qualification on what no. you... Oh, this is politic. Nepotism matters. I realize yeah. that, but I'm like... I feel like that's like... <laughs> It's just shit. You know what I mean? Like, don't give me okay. that as a silly so, point. So, because you brought up Kamala's best, Mishy brought up Kamala's best, like, you know, the man behind the curtain. Yes. As right? a short person, I was fucking offended. <laughs> and as the shortest person running for president, she, she didn't say short. She said little, little man. Bitch. I and didn't she, appreciate the short attack. Uh, Kamala said what she said. Okay, we all know what she... She being a snowflake? Yes. <laughs> you know what she meant by little man. Oh. She didn't mean little by short. She meant, I short don't want man, no short, short man. She, she <laughs> short man can have big cocks, right? Let me just tell it to you right there. That's exactly what she, that's what I took it as. Welcome the to little. Drunk Bitches After Hours. <laughs> <laughs> On a Sunday, On too. On a Sunday. <laughs> oh, Lord, I burst into flames. St. <laughs> Patrick's. Um, but I, so that was good for me. Right? Oh, yeah. That was it good was, for me. It was Whether great. it was funny or just outstanding or whatever, because, yes, I want to get into it. Who else captured you? No, hold on. Oh, I want to go back to her oh. little, little <laughs> name behind the curtain. <laughs> we were talking about that. First somewhere? of all, the Tell issue, us how you feel, right? The issue was not if you, 
Look, I love The Wizard of Oz. I have seen it like a thousand times. Oh, here we go. Okay. I love Wicked. Why Why does <laughs> Why does Wizard of Oz not freak you out like Willy Wonka? I, I don't know. It's okay. different. Leprechaun, not leprechauns. The little people are good. The munchkins of Munchin Land, the people of the Oz, they're all good. It's the Oompa Loompas right, the because Oompa of the green and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. The, yeah. the Oompa Loompas are adorable. I know. She doesn't like the music. Eva, Eva, stop it. When we went to the casino, we would pass by the Willy Wonka machine. She's like, oh my God, I can't she look, I can't freaks, look, I can't She look. freaks out. She does. I she do. looks so shaky. She's like, oh. <laughs> okay, but anyway. here's the thing is that, yes, he was short. He was a little man. But everybody in fucking Oz is little. The issue was he was a con man. Okay? Yeah, yeah. but he the thought he, he pretended to be this big giant thing that the he wasn't. Con. That, that's what she meant. Right. Donald Trump is a giant con. Right, but yeah. she was talking about being little. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> you being picky. You're just you're just looking for something <laughs> outraged Look, about. I really like Kamala. She is in my top five. <laughs> top five presidential candidates. Right. Oh my god, I can't even believe that word. Those words right. came out of my mouth. Right. Oh. What what was another like highlighted moment for you of a either an outburst or a thought? We gotta talk about O'Rourke. Yeah. But when asked if he was proposing taking away guns, Beto said, I am, if it's a weapon that was designed to kill people on the battlefield. And then later, when they were talking about the Odessa shooting, he said, hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. We're not going to allow it to be used against a fellow American anymore. And you know, and it's difference? all that cycled the next day in the news. Yes. yes. And he right? means that. He does. Yeah, a lot and, of candidates. And, and he's always he's always been for gun control, gun he reform, has. all that all that stuff, right? During his Senate race, but we obviously, saw a lot of it with El Paso hit him hard, and then Midland Odessa, mm-hmm. right? Um, but with the way that he said it was such conviction, yes, I was like yeah. that. You know, it's it's sad that it took this. I don't I don't necessarily knew that it took that. Like I think that's all. It's been in him before. We saw yes. it on the Senate trail. I just, I don't know if he was just tired. I don't know if he was not feeling it. I like, think it I energized him. It energized yes. him. And also, there are so many fucking candidates. Everything they say and do is not making the news cycle, surprisingly, it feel, even though it feels like it. <laughs> right. And I think his words, his passion that we have seen since the El Paso shooting and then another fucking shooting less than a month later has gotten him more press. Yes. And so we're seeing more of the things that he has been saying. And the so, other ones are saying stuff too. They're just exactly. getting picked up because they just don't have what Beto has. Right. And I'm not saying he's going to make the nomination or anything like that, but I am just so happy to see the man that I was so honored to vote for, the man that I was yes. so happy to donate to and volunteer for and all of those things come back to life. And oh, it yeah. was really exciting. On exciting. the debate stage. Yes. Yes. It was really interesting to see the reaction in social media. And I looked at our Facebook group, um, what they were saying, and just seeing uh, when CNN or anybody, regular news channels, not necessarily really bipartisan, not really partisan news channels Mm -hmm. would share an article about what he said and the reactions to people that were, some people were like, well, that just sealed his fate. And then other people are like, yes, this is what we want to see. And so... I don't think it was calculated by him at all. Oh, because no. 
At this point, he's in one. He's one of the lowest performing of the candidates. Yes, he's he's, he's got barely the most polling at one percent. Exactly. He, of all the low polling people, he's got the highest name recognition, but he is not performing well at all. And yeah. so he has nothing to lose. And so I feel like he's just going to be his genuine self. And so yeah. people are throwing back what he said a year ago about the fact that no, I'm not going to take your guns, and oh, he's flip flopping. No, he fucking changed his mind. And he is going to tell well, you what people can his do that? Said. Exactly. Right. Oh, for fuck's sakes, Rick. What did you drop? Her phone. I can't reach it. She dropped it, Lena. She can't Neither can you, probably. No, it's the arm. Arm. It's the arms on there. Oh. Thank you. So I, you know, whether he this increases his polls or whatever, it gets people talking. It does. And at the end of the day, yeah. we all know that... We're not taking everybody's AR-15s and AK-47s. I can tell you all that right now. That ain't going to fucking happen. It may happen in 10 or 20 years. It ain't happening after the next election. I don't care who the fuck president is. And there's a lot of education. And do I want people knocking on my door even though I don't have either one of those? No, I do not. And y'all know how fucking liberal I am and how against having those weapons I am. I don't think anybody needs to have those. It doesn't kill a deer. It fucking kills a person And here's the difference. An AR-15 is a very different weapon. And I know that we're seeing it used in a lot of... Mass shootings. Mass shootings. Yeah. Because it just happens to be what it looks like. The it, AR does not stand for assault rifle. It's right. a model it's, number. Right. And it's a it's, it's a misnomer. It's a it's a lot of different things and it's it could be a number of different things. And there's the thing. There's two different designs of it that are the exact same gun. It's just the visual look of it. Mm-hmm. And one is all in black and looks very para, uh what do you call it? Like technical, like SWAT. Like a sniper rifle. Yes. Like and the other for one, war? Right. And the other one looks just like Papa's rifle that he goes out shooting with. Mechanically, they are the exact same it's weapon. It's what you can add to it. Both You can add, the, add to but both of them. But that's what I mean. Right, but I'm you just saying. You can add the, the high-speed... Uh, high, magazines. High-speed right. magazines, and, you can, and they can have 100 bullets. But you can do it to both of them. That's what I mean, And that's yeah. the thing is that but everybody sees pictures of that one that's all in black, and it looks like something that our military uses when it's not... And, and so this is one of the things that people argue thing. about when they talk about gun control, gun sense, whatever, common sense gun regulation, is that the gun companies have figured out a way to change. Say you want to come up with some regulation. There is a way that they can recreate the very same gun mm-hmm. by changing just the smallest thing so that they fit underneath whatever requirements that you right. have. And so that's a conversation that we do need to have in this country is that, yes, you have the right to bear arms, but to what extent? To what caliber, I guess, would be more of the... And that's the right word to use, right? uh, Right. Are Are you allowed to have a weapon, that, no matter what kind of weapon it is, that you can add stuff to that shoots off 100 bullets in 30 seconds? as, as As a civilian, or are you allowed to arm yourself as much as having a handgun or what? Enough for you to be protected. But do you need something that has military grade power? That's I think that's a question that we need to ask ourselves. Absolutely. Uh, because Papa's hunting rifle, sure, you know that that's fine. There's a way to have your know, hunting rifles. But when we start talking about weapons that are military grade, then we have to decide as a nation: do we want those in the hands of civilians? And that's something we all have to right. yeah. come to. An, are we taking anybody's weapons overall? No, that's not what it's about. Right. It's about access to these high-powered magazine rifles, military-grade weapons that regular Joe does not need in his closet. Like, right. we don't need that. There's, first of all, 
No one, you're not going to stuck up enough weapons to freaking challenge against, against the, the United States military, honey. Well, and they've got nuclear weapons. Is that... They have drones. That you can't <laughs> I know even drones see. and tanks. Okay. Okay. So, but also the idea that we they don't want to do they don't want any kind of gun sense, any kind of background checks, any kind of other things that's going to prevent law-abiding citizens from getting a gun. And then they talk out of the other side of their mouth. Look, I need my guns in case I got to rise up against the government, bitch. Then you won't be law-abiding. Exactly <laughs> what it is. Like they and also. <laughs> Dude that shot up in El Paso was a law-abiding citizen until he wasn't. Until he right. wasn't. And it is so baffling to me that... That is the Second Amendment, though, is to form your militia and also bear arms in case, in case you want to do exactly what we did against King George. Which is a We did exactly that. That's why we put it in the Constitution. Right. So it, it, I, I agree it's talking out of both sides. But you know what? Again, y'all know how fucking liberal I am. I want that right. So if, if Donald Trump doesn't want to leave office... Are you going to pull out a Glock? I don't know what I'm going to do, but I want the ability to go <laughs> right. against my government when it turns into a, a, a fucking disaster. What if the police are fucked up and, and people are taking up arms against the police? Oh, no. Oh, Lord, no, no. Hashtag Blue Lives there, Matter. Uh, guys, the whole arming yourself, <laughs> arming yourselves against the government... You can do that. Even if Donald Trump right. refuses to leave the office, he's still the commander in chief. Those they will have to go with what he wants. Until We're not taking all of our Glocks down to sixteen hundred no. Pennsylvania no. Avenue and hoping to evict a bitch. So this is not going to work. Well, that's that what way. we have to count on the military to do. Because if he is no longer, if he officially is out of office, then he is not. The military won't turn on the president. He's the commander in chief. Not if he's not if he's been voted out. He's not the commander in chief anymore. If he's been voted out, yes. That's, but yeah, like, that's what I was talking about, Michigan. Oh, oh my god, we have taken such a like turn. If he won't, like if he won't leave. No, it's a happen. valid turn because people actually have questioned if Donald Trump will leave office if he loses. Exactly, and that's it's, that's it's what a I'm big about. deal that yeah. they've been talking about. But, but I'm just saying that 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 was the main reason for the Second Amendment, right? Is, right. is because we had just gone through. Doing you want your exactly right to do that. a coup. Exactly. Uh, but back to Beto, I really appreciated the fact that he came out said all the things that people are afraid to say. Like, look, mm-hmm. bitch, well, you, all of those weapons that you shouldn't have, we're going to take all of them shits. I appreciated it. <laughs> right. And it may hurt him. It may help yeah, him. Yeah, the fucking balls to say it. Though, it was the God. most honest thing that was said on that stage. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And the way people like voting for authentically honest people, I should see all you bitches flock to Beto. <laughs> exactly. And I think that, as we've seen in a lot of different races, the monster in action, the, the gun save every town... All of the different assorted um, organizations again for gun safety mm-hmm. have been strong supporters of Beto. He has been supportive of them as well. That I could see that for a lot of people, when they come down, you know, we always talk about the fact a lot of people are single issue voters. For a lot of people, he may get their vote. Oh yeah, because of this, yeah. he was the only one willing to do what we want him to do, and, and he did it at the end. Um, with the debate being at the at the ooh, TSU. TSU, so a lot of oh, students yeah. got a lot of tickets, which was historic. Having a presidential debate come at to a historically historic black, black college, college. it's awesome. But they pulled a lot of students in to kind of survey them at the end, like what what are some of the things that are important to you? And would you believe it? A lot of those students mentioned gun reform as one of their issues that they really cared about. So this is a big deal, you guys. Because it, it was is, in Houston, mm-hmm. right. right? It's a really big deal for a lot of people. Yeah. 
the one other thing I just want to mention is in general, and this is an issue I have with every fucking debate, is that there's a lot of time that people have clearly have canned answers or canned jabs or mm-hmm. little zingers that they want to get that in. That they're waiting and to they're just waiting throw to like darts. It. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing with um, Castro, with his whole did you forget, I think no matter what, at some point, he was going to say that to, to, Biden. to Biden. Biden. Oh, no yeah, babe. What. You're so and right about that. And that's just so frustrating. Absolutely. I, I hate that. I wish that part would go away. Yeah. Uh, and just, I actually yeah. mentioned this in one of our chats, one of our very many group chats, <laughs> was that Democrats were so good at, mm. during the primary pro- process, at degrading and fighting against our own candidates that shit by the time the primary is over we don't even want to fucking vote for the last candidate right. standing we're so fucking good at that and i don't want to see us do that this time mm-hmm. right um and then one last point i wanted to make because you asked what caught our attention yeah was when jorge asked um biden not biden sanders about what was the difference oh, between yeah. his socialism and venezuela's socialism my favorite thing was bernie's reaction like he was like, what? Like, he was so confused, but like, that's Venezuela. Like, right. that's not the this same This was a government who took oil companies and their money when they were doing so great and fucking stole it from the people. And he's <laughs> just like, <laughs> it's like, fucking not the same. It, it was he took all of their social programs away. Right. It and, was, and it was it's exemption. Opposite of what Bernie is trying to do. So when that question was asked, I could see like, the neurons in Bernie's brain, like, firing, like, it was like, he was having a moment of, like, what the fuck did you just ask me? And that was really disappointing. For, it sounded for, like a Republican talking point, and I'm did. so it tired did. of that. I'm so I'll, pissed I'll, off. Every debate. Tr- they basically are feeding the Republicans what they need to have to run against us, and I'm so fucking tired of that. And I said that, and I was telling somebody, I said, what you don't see at Republican primaries is Republican moderators asking how to pull in more liberals. They never ask they don't shit. Give a fuck they don't about give us. a fuck. And yet all that's done at democratic debates is about, well, how are you going to do this to make it make sense to the Republicans? No. It's that's not how any of this works. Yeah. What are you going to do to pull in more of your own base to come in and huddle around you behind this issue? Republicans aren't going to vote for Democrats, y'all. It's just not a right. thing. We're not going to win over the 30% approval rating of Donald Trump. We're not. Quit trying to fucking get that. It's never going it's to happen. never. What we can't do is energize our own people to come out. Right. So this thing about, well, how are you going to make it make sense to the moderates? Or it's only unique to Democratic debates. I never see it in the Republican yeah. debates. And and you know why they do it? Ratings. Mm-hmm. Which is why yeah. I think this should be done by fucking PBS or BBC. I agree. And it should be, um, God, I can't remember her name. Um, it's like, I mean, she's been on PBS doing the news for, I don't know, 30 years. 40 years I know who you're talking about. No, I can't remember and her she name. And she should just be there remember. and she should be, welcome. This is the Democratic debate. My name, <laughs> my name is, it doesn't matter what my name is. Here's have, the first question. Here's the thing. I heard That's this, should, That should be it. Have to give credit to Pod Save America. They, they mentioned this. What they talked about was having the DNC sponsor the debate right Mm -hmm. and then offer it for free to every single channel that wants to air it and they will do it because they have the most invested they want the best candidate to run right they want people to donate fucking money so we can continue to have democrats run for office and win office that is the best solution ever Mm -hmm. yeah i love that idea the republican 
questions and talking points are killing me this yeah, season. It's, and, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. Um, and you know what? You know those CNN people are not fucking Republicans. Oh, yeah. And they're basically, because you know what? No, this shit's going to hurt them. Right? No. I mean, it hasn't, it's not, it's not, they don't, they're not scared of losing anything or, right? Or, I mean, if Donald Trump wins again, it's not going to hurt and them. And they know, they know that it'll just, it'll just help the ratings. They'll, right. They'll yeah. have a job for another four years. So let's move on to winners and losers. <laughs> Ray, why don't you I start want us sound off? sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> we could be like, Oh my god. Y'all are so fucking mean. I don't you know, know what we're going to do, Mishy? When you and I eventually, maybe one day, like, try to edit, mm-hmm. we're going to put in the fucking Oompa Loompa song on one of them and not tell her. In and the then face. <laughs> I have one better. I'm going to dress up the kids as Oompa Loompas and we're going to the freaking in our house. I don't answer the door. <laughs> right. Oh my god. Who are your, let's go top three. Who are your top three winners of the night? And what was your criteria? Okay. So I feel like, oh, I keep saying it because I'm looking at my list of names and they have them all by last name. Beto. I feel like Beto was the winner, even though he had the second to the least amount of time. He had basically half as much airtime as Biden did. But I think he was so much more memorable, so much more impactful. And so fucking authentic. Like you said. I mean, this is the Beto that we all know and love. Like, this is the Beto when he was running for Senate. We wanted to run for president. And so far, we have not seen him. He definitely has a place in the future, whether he gets the nomination or not. He does. That man is not going anywhere. No. He's going to help. He's going to, yeah. He's going to continue to do things and make change. Yeah. For the better. Yeah. So I think he was my winner. Um, Who's your two two alternates? Alternate? I'm gonna. <laughs> oh my god! List, Jesus. I think Joe. It's because deep down inside, we just love Beto so much. We're so happy to see him like come. I should have gotten so a third bottle of wine. I know. <laughs> Are you trying to get out? Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna drink every last drop. Y'all should see this. She's got like a fucking eyedropper, and she's putting him into the glass. It's ridiculous. Okay, so I think Joe is gonna be my middle because. Mm-hmm. Of his three performances, this was the best Joe that we've seen. Um, I'm still concerned that he was adjusting his teeth and a little stuff like that. But he came... You're not going to be teethist on this, ep- on Look, this podcast. Fuck you. I will be teethist. <laughs> Look, I got a bunch of fucking horse teeth, okay? So I know what it's like to have a lot of teeth in your mouth. And so I know how to work them. He... What... Um, <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll, I'm sorry. I'm interrupting. I will hold mine for my three... My okay. Okay. Sorry. Uh, but what I did see is it felt like towards the end, and I I hate to sound ageist, but it sounded a little bit like he was sundowning. You are such a bitch. <laughs> because by the time he got to his little last statement, he's like, and you put the kids to bed so they can hear the words and the 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 Victrola, the record player. Cut her mic off. Cut her mic off. But he he did. The reason the why it may went, be wrong, but but the reason exactly I mean, the thing happened, Machine. As the debate went on, why else? What what's the reason for it happening? Exactly. As the debate went on, he struggled to get out his point more and more. His last statement, where he talks about his heartfelt story with his 
wife dying and his daughter dying and then both coming dying. back and then his He's, son oh, dying. No, yeah, you're right. His daughter's right. Died Just accident. all of that. Yeah. Like, God, it, yes, it gets your fucking heart. Yes, Joe, we love you for that. We love you through everything you went through. But oh, no, <laughs> that's it. See. You know what I mean? Like, for me, I'm like, I thank you for your service. And we have a great place in history for you. Bye-bye. <laughs> third. Um, third is going to go Elizabeth Warren. Just because she is so consistent. And, you know, we talk about the president is commander-in-chief. And a lot of times when we have tragedies, we talk about them being um, consoler-in-chief. And to me, she is educator-in-chief. Because she never stops being a teacher. And educators, and you never stop. You're the mother, or the mother. You're the daughter of an educator, mm-hmm. uh, too, and a sister, a coach, and a sister. Mm-hmm. And you know that who that is who they and a mother. are at their core. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's why I never did it because I can't send other people's kids. Right. But for some reason, other people in my family absolutely love it, and yes. they just they it fulfills them to to inform and educate other people. And I have so much respect exactly. for that. Because I'm just like, fucking read and, and learn it yourself. Exactly. <laughs> read a book, bitch. You know? But from the first time I ever was introduced to her on on a stage of knowing who she was and when she was t- talking about different things, I've always felt like I was learning something every time she spoke. And I continue to learn that. I learn from her every time she's on that national yeah. stage. And so... I had a friend who took her class at Harvard, and they were like, Uh, oh, my God. Like, she just knows. She knows her shit, and she knows how to teach it to you and make you love it. Yes. And I swear to God, I swear to fucking God, if she doesn't win the nomination, (laughs) if she doesn't get VP, somebody give her Betsy DeVos's job. Because we need someone like her as as Secretary of Education. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my piece. All right. Who's your loser? My loser, I think it's Castro because I think he still is just a middle of the road character and character and just so many people saw what he did as just being a negative attack and like one of y'all said is a bully and I think that's just in general, that's where it is. Like it just, it didn't sit well. Some of his other attacks from the first night of the debate, second night, second, or sorry, the First round of the debates, second round of the debates, I felt like they landed better, but this one just felt cheap, especially when you fucking were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you wrong, baby. All right, and Mishy. nobody cares that your brother right. fucking did. Right. All right, Mishy. <laughs> this is politics. Nepotism always matters. <laughs> All right, Mishy. Who's your winner and your two alternates? God, I'm drunk. Yeah. Well, I'm Already? I know. Oh, and she drank most of the bottle. I do. Oh. <laughs> My winner... Is the incomparable, the impeccable Elizabeth Warren? Warren. <laughs> yes, I knew she was gonna say it. Mm-hmm. Honey, Elizabeth Warren is already president, and you bitches <laughs> are just wasting her time. I know. Bring She's her not living in the White House yet. Bring her a worthy opponent, honey. <laughs> bring her somebody worthy of her air. If you're gonna be breathing Elizabeth's air on stage, bring something. You can't share her air. And waste space on stage. Yeah. She there's nothing more to say other than the fact that she is the most presidential president of all the presidents right. standing out there. She's even more presidential than my second, Uncle Joe. I felt like this was Uncle Joe's best performance. Um, Uncle Joe at this point, and this is really it's really funny to say is that 
we know that the demo the the demographic of shifting voters for Joe Biden are gonna be white people. Yeah. The black women of this party are sticking to Joe Biden like glue. Black yeah. people are in general. And it's a problem for those people who think that Joe is out here and he's not gonna make it or it's not because I'm t- I was just at a function yesterday full of nothing but black people. And every last motherfucker in the room was talking about how they're gonna go vote for Joe Biden. So it is a problem. Even though his answer on reparations was the the shittiest shit. I, I, I mean, I first of all, it made no fucking sense. It, is, it didn't make any sense. Second it of all, it's not heartfelt at all. He didn't give a shit about reparations. What it is, is that Uncle Joe is the devil that you know. And in the sense that people, black folks really genuinely feel that Joe is electable. Don't let the fact that Joe comes off moderate feel like it hurts him. It does not with certain people who truly, genuinely feel like Trump is a threat to their lives, they're looking at this from a different lens. Like, the fact that people might look at him moderately means that they might vote for this fucker. And if they vote for him, we have a solid chance of getting rid of Trump out of the office. This is the most strategy that I hear the most from people, from black folks. Okay. So, Uncle Joe comes in at two, um, and I feel like this was his best performance. He, he's... Almost always the most attacked person on stage. And in the past yeah. debates, he really did not know how to navigate that. I think he thought that people should be kissing the ring. No, Uncle Joe. This is a fucking debate, bitch. Right. Get in line. So yeah. he... In you this, ain't that special. In this particular debate, he realized that he was going to have to actually show Work. us something. Like, yeah. you can't Hillary your way through this whole thing. Um, which is the whole, I can't even believe I have to prove to you motherfuckers that I can be the better president. <laughs> <laughs> So he was prepped, you could tell. Um, he did have a moment where the synapses were, you know, not computing things that were being said. And I think part of that... <sighs> what is it, Mishy? Did he get tired? <laughs> no, I'm just... I, I'm, I'm genuinely asking you, what was the reason for his rambling at the end if it's not that he was tired and he couldn't gather his words together. I think it because is. he's always kind of rambled, but not like, I feel like the, the the last few months or so, it's been really bad. I think it was because he's tired. And I'm not even going to lie, y'all. It, I'm going to say how it is. It's also because he's old as shit. And, and he's tired. Yes. And the debate was really late. It was past his bedtime. He was, everybody knows that older people need to be And he's been doing a lot of functions, more functions than he ever did. Right. So he was tired. There's a lot going on. I mean, shit, everybody goes through it on the trail. A couple of debates ago, we were talking about how Beto was basically green on stage. And I don't know anything that he said over there because he looked like he was going to throw up the whole time. <laughs> so, um, I really do genuinely feel like this was his best performance. And the rambling was that he's tired. And he is also old as shit, y'all. And that's, that's not trying to be ageist or anything. It's facts. He's old. Um, right. The reason why I brought in Uncle Joe second is that I feel like he does have to make some way. With the white voters, and I feel like they're ever shifting away from him. I don't know what he's going to do about that. Just because I know that as far as with black voters go, there hasn't been anybody that has been, other than Elizabeth Warren, who I feel like she just needs to position herself slightly different and she will take a good majority. Because I was just having this conversation with Quinn and a couple of other people yesterday, was that their second is Elizabeth Warren. Quentin. AKA official husband of the podcast. Official husband of the podcast <laughs> yeah. who also has a 98% damn score. Yeah. <laughs> so, and yet to find anybody who can beat him. He was saying that his second is Elizabeth Warren. Like, mm-hmm. ideally, he wants to see Elizabeth Warren 
Every, let me, I will say this. Of all the people that I talked to yesterday, ideally they want Elizabeth Warren. The only reason why they would vote for Joe and Lou for Elizabeth Warren is that they feel like they were let down with Hillary Clinton. And they don't feel like white women will rally around her like they did, mm -hmm. and abandon her like they did Hillary Clinton. So they don't want to put forth the nominee that everybody else is going to be right. let down. But ideally, across board, everybody wants Elizabeth Warren. Right. Loser. Oh, no, no, number three. You're number Beto, three, sorry. Super okay. authentic, was himself out there, passionate, ever the rock star that we're all in love with. Just no holds bar, said it like it is. And I felt like we were at a point in the debates where we're like, we don't know where he's going to go, but down from here. Everything just seems so bad. Mm -hmm. So now, anywhere to go, they, he's so down low that there's nowhere to go but up. And his right. performance was impeccable. He had familiarity. He had home turf. He'd organized with those people at TSU. He knows everybody. So he definitely felt he has some ownership over mm -hmm. it. He was like, this is my turf. I know people. I've campaigned here. So he, he had confidence and yeah. he exuded. I, I really enjoyed seeing that. And um, my loser, I don't even know if she was there. Uh, I saw her pop on on screen here and again. But Amy Klobuchar, was she actually there? Yeah. Do we she have... was there. Somebody said they saw her talking something about a moose. I don't know. So was she? did she get any screen time? Do she did. Do she did. She I... had the third lowest screen time. She did have one memorable quote where she was talking about health care, and she said, Bernie wrote the bill, but I read the bill. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So but She's not known for her zingers. Hopefully she's going to be the next one that... I, I don't even know how she made it this far, but whoever you are who was donating, and I don't know what you're doing. Look, I'd rather give your number there than Castro. Okay. I, I can, give, your, give your money to somebody else. Please. Every time she came on the screen, and I promise you, every single time, I was like, oh... She's here. Like, right. every time. It She's was not like, memorable. She, I, I, I don't even know. She, 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 just don't come. Don't come. Don't okay. call us. We'll call you. Okay. <laughs> so my my winner um, is Elizabeth Warren. I I just, she just, she just knows her shit. She comes in prepared. I don't, you know what's funny about Elizabeth Warren? And I think, I think, fortunately and unfortunately, Hillary Clinton had to take that hit for for any other woman that pop, could possibly mm -hmm. get the nomination yeah. here, you know, from that moment on, is that I just expect Elizabeth. I'm not expecting more than what I know she's already going to produce. Mm -hmm. Where, as I think a lot of people with Hillary, they gave those expectations so much higher, right? Right. Because she's a woman, right? So they set those expectations higher, which is why a lot of white women didn't come out and vote for her, right. which is shitty. Right, because they didn't have near the expectations for fucking Trump. But they were all that goddamn women's march that was on inauguration. Oh, yeah, they're fucking Day late and a yeah. fucking dollar yeah. short. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but but Elizabeth just comes prepared. She has a plan for everything. Right. She, is she just impressive. knows her shit. I. She was like, I wanted to be a public school teacher since I was in the second grade. I was like, bitch, I was eating paste in the second grade and you were already planning and a I career in public education. Right, I love right. the way she talked about it. She had all her stuffed animals and dolls lined up and she was stern but fair or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I love her. And I actually did um, resonate with that story because my mom is a teacher, right? Elementary, mm -hmm. elementary school. And I remember going to my mom's classroom after we got out of school and I would play teacher on the chalkboard. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I got older that I realized, oh, 
so I have to deal with other people's kids. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't, my, I didn't realize until I actually sat in a couple of my mom's classes mm-hmm. that they don't always do everything mm-hmm. you tell them to. I think <laughs> every girl our age grew up wanting to be a teacher at some point in their life. Yeah, they played yeah. teacher. I don't exactly. know if it's an age difference thing. Yeah, like y'all and, had computers, we did. So we played <laughs> yeah, teacher. and also you know, when I grew up in the eighties. That was still a time when you were a female, you were a teacher or nurse. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You mm-hmm. didn't. They didn't. Nobody ever told you you could do anything else until. I mean, in my home, they did. Right. But, right. But, but that was a big part, thing. We all went through The reason I mimicked period. is because my mom was a teacher, and my mom was a damn good teacher. And um, I know Missy's met my mother. You haven't yet. She's pretty quiet She's spoken. She's fabulous. She's pretty but quiet spoken. But when you start talking to her about education, she fires Ooh, off like a cannon. Honey, and you should hear her in a classroom. Yes. She's retired now, but woo. I, I all right, mean, Mama C, can't wait to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but that's, so a lot of, a lot of Elizabeth's life. Of, of how she got her story's fabulous mm-hmm. and the thing is Elizabeth doesn't have like that major passion and no 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 that Beto has where he like leans forward and has all that stuff but her authenticity is different mm-hmm. right she's always had that because Elizabeth has been the same person since I first started watching her on TV yes. and what she has to say and she's to not genuine. be the one of the things that I think is severely understated that makes her the candidate that she is is that she has a way of breaking down things to you so that you understand them. Right. It's her teacher's background. Yeah, it is. So she's talking to you and she's telling you all of these things and all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, that makes a lot of fucking sense. Educator it's like she- when you had that one fucking teacher who was teaching you algebra and she was your main teacher and she was fucking trash and then the sub came in one day and then they told <laughs> you, were like, bitch, you should be teaching this fucking class. Right. That's what she is. Right. It's that she has a way of making you feel like, oh shit, that might actually fucking work. Right. Without making it over politicized and making it seem like it's a whole science, she explains it to you. Right. Like you're in a class. Like healthcare for everybody and, and college for everybody. Right. And you're and like, she's oh, like, we can do that. Right. And all we have to do is pass a couple of laws and the and the super, super rich, 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 rich and corporations have to pay their share. And they pay oh, 15 cents more a dollar. I like 15 cents. <laughs> a fucking penny. Oh, it's a penny. Yeah, it's a and penny. And I Ugh. think that's her secret weapon is. is that she knows how to talk to people. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. And, and I think her with the right running mate, mm-hmm. whether she, I mean, obviously I want her to win the nomination, mm-hmm. but either, either as president or VP, with the right person, I think they can attack... A lot of demographics. Oh, yeah. right? We definitely need a Races, male, female, economic, combo, however yes. you work it. Yeah. yeah. Racial, racial demographics, economic demographics, all of those things. Even business people. Even corporate people. Mm-hmm. I really think that she knows how to reach those people. Anyway, so she's my number one. Yeah. Um, second is Beto. Um, I just, he gave me goosebumps. I was like, that's my boy. Mm-hmm. Go. I knew, I knew it was there. I knew it was there. And yeah. I had seen it. Starting to happen after El Paso. Because mm-hmm. um, y'all know I still follow him on when he does his Facebook Live. Yes. I love the Facebook Live. Yes. And, this and, and, is loyal. <laughs> <laughs> um, he doesn't do them as often. I, I literally woke up every morning, went to bed every night, like watching, watching Facebook Watching him Live. drive yes, across uh, in the state. His, in his minivan with his Whataburger. Um, and, and Amy is fabulous too. I mean, he, his wife she is just. She has a future in politics. Whew, his wife is just amazing. Mm-hmm. And he knows it. He knows people love his wife, but he he really resonated with me too on debate night. I I loved all of his answers. His his gun answer. Did I agree with all of it? No, mm-hmm. but I know where he's coming from, mm-hmm. right? And I and I think it's a starting place. 
And, and he had the fucking balls to just say what he really, really feels. He didn't sugarcoat that shit. He said, no, I'm, I'm okay. Yes, I am going to take those away. And I'm okay with him saying that, right? And we'll work from there. It's a stance. Because that's, that's all we ever do. Nothing ever gets done 100%, y'all. Have you looked right. at Obamacare lately? Exactly. Nothing is ever 100%. It's Everything made, is a bridge. And it's made to be hard. It, laws are made, are supposed to be hard to pass. Because right. they if affect... They, so many people. So if he's they my, were easy, we'd have a zillion of them. Oh, well, yeah. Um, my number third is is Uncle Joe. So even though... I like how we all have basically the same people in different, different rotations. Yes. So I thought Uncle Joe did really good for about 30, 45 minutes. He had 17 minutes, so he did good for probably about 9 or 10 of those minutes. And then something happened. It's Sunday. like he almost got too energized that at the end he just crashed. Yeah. I think also his arrogance is still there a little bit because he has a hard time defending his positions. When somebody comes at him like Julian, he has a hard time coming back. Again, it's the old people thing. And I just, and and I don't, I don't mean to be ageist. It's the whole, bitch, you can't tell me shit. Yes. Right. Like, I know my, I know, I, I know, and I shouldn't have to explain myself. You whippersnappers need to listen to me. Yes. And it's, right, I've gotten sport. to the stage where I'm, I haven't touched 30 yet, but I was just talking to my husband's little sister and I found myself, it was like a Mario song that came in and she was singing. I was like, you don't know shit about this. And I looked to uh, my husband and I said, oh my God, <laughs> I am that age where I'm trying to tell people they don't know shit about nothing. <laughs> And it's like, there's that certain point where you're like, you don't even know half of it. Like, right. life experience is crazy out here. So I always like to give credit Mission. to that wisdom. How many times does me and Ray do that to you? All the time. All the time, right? You don't know nothing about no new edition. <laughs> right, exactly. You know about and, Bobby Brown. Yeah. And there is something that comes with that wisdom and that life experience. And God knows Joy has been through a lot of things. And you want to talk about someone who doesn't fold under pressure? Joe is it. Yeah. Um, he really is it. So it's like, I can understand the arrogance to a certain extent. Right. But this is also a debate, Uncle Joe. Exactly. And and I feel like he thinks he doesn't have to debate. Mm-hmm. My other problem with him, too, is that because of his age, this is not an ageist thing. I'm saying because of his age and the generation that he belongs to. Mm-hmm. He grew up in a time where those where thoughts and words there was a lot more tolerance to those thought and words. Mm-hmm. And there's not anymore. And it's like, and there's not, no good people deep down inside. And I'm they not talking about political shit. correctness mm-hmm. because we all know we need to do a podcast on this one day. That political correctness bullshit is going to get us fucking Donald Trump for another four years. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about that shit. Mm-hmm. What I'm talking about is ever since Kamala went after him, the motherfucker should have gone back and done some fucking homework right. on what it's like to be black in America now and days. Right. Not in 1960, not 1970, not now. 1980. Now. And what do black people want because of that? Especially someone who I expected old- him to be able to answer that fucking reparations question and he so disappointed me. And this is mm-hmm. one of the reasons why people think that black people are out their fucking minds. A lot of people really truly feel this way. Like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? And right. it's and I almost feel like he takes advantage of knowing that he has that base, and that base is so loyal that it's very difficult to shift. Them. And that's why and he takes that for granted, right? And he needs and to. And I be and I I understand your point of the devil that you know, right? Because I've I've done that before, just my personal life, right, yeah. and work life and all that stuff. So he's my he's my number three. Um, my loser was definitely Julian Castro. And I don't even have to say anything after that. I think I already said that enough. Yeah. He's. He just needs to go. 
Sorry. <laughs> um, we love you, Julian. <laughs> yeah. Tell him, boy, You bye. know what? This is what I'll say about Julian. He is not bringing anything to the table at this point. No. He is only bringing negativity, and he's only trying to get his five minutes of fame. And I, I do think he's really good on immigration, Michelle. Like, I, that's then, it. Then, then fucking play on that. And, and, he, and, Homeland Security or, or Department of well, right. Customs and Border Patrol. Right. That's the thing. Is I, I agree I with know that. that. They're he, all running for some cabinet position at right. this point. And I know that Julian has it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But he's not showcasing it. He, he's not. And we talked about that and earlier. That's, that's, that's why I'm just like, you need to go. If you're not going to... You're trying to still play the game. This is the fucking Democrat. And you're right. All that shit that he says, the Republicans are going, okay, Joe's old. Joe's old. Like, did you forget that? Did you forget that? Did you forget that? Those and are the memes. Like, around sound bites, blah, blah, blah. Even mm-hmm. though his own Democrat uh, fellow people don't like him, think he's too old, da, da, da. They're already going to run with that. And don't by the time that they're ammunition. done, we won't even want to vote for the damn not right. right. So stop doing that. And I, we don't need to tear each other down anymore. And your strategy at this point in the primary can't be breaking someone down. Your right. strategy has to be building yourself up. Right. And that, that's what I haven't heard enough from, from Julian. So for the third debate in a row, he has disappointed me. That's why he's my loser. He needs to go. Yeah. All right. Okay. I respect it. I respect it. All right. That is it for our take on the third Democratic debates. Woo! What I don't want. I know, I know, I know, I didn't forget Ray. I know she thinks I forgot. I'm telling you, I know, even though I, we haven't done this in a few weeks, I think I'm more on today than I ever admit. Maybe it's the Dayquil. Maybe I need to take Dayquil every time. Yeah. She's hopped up on Dayquil, Does y'all. Is ginseng in it? I don't know. It is. Ginseng. So, they Ray. They can't go Galoba. Whatever that stuff's called. So, we hard. have a fourth coming up. God, there's a fucking fourth debate, right. y'all. So, tell us about the fourth. Like, do we have the date and then also the qualifications? Uh, the date is October 15th to the 16th because, yes, we already have enough people that it's going to be a two-night motherfucker. I don't have the criteria for what it is. Um, I know that there is donor criteria and polling criteria. Okay. Uh, but I do have who has made it so far. Okay. But let me... I want to step back just a second. Is that the timeline for that opened up the same time the timeline for the third debate opened up even though the criteria is going to be harder um it allowed people that didn't make the third debate to possibly make the fourth debate and that's what we're seeing so far is so far we have biden Buttigieg, harris sanders warren booker o'rourke yang castro and klobuchar all made it and then we'll have a new addition to the party this is the fucker that made us go into two nights, which is Tom Steyer, who is an American billionaire. He is going to make it for the fourth debate? Yep. Lord Jesus. So this will be his first debate. I would rather have him on there and get Yang and Klobuchar. Is it Klobuchar? Is that how you say that? Off. Yes. Um, just because I'd like to hear, I'd like to hear him debate. Yes. I would. But we have two that have already made the donor criteria and are inching towards oh, polling shit. criteria. Tulsi Gabbard. Oh, Lord. And my and girl. Marianne Crazy oh, Bitch Williamson. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know we don't want to get too much into this, but I really wish these people drop out so those donations can go to people that are actually going to win. It's just really there are set, me. But here's the other thing. There are seven other candidates that haven't met any of the Y'all are not going to tell the woman who othered our biggest fear is not that we're inadequate. 
Our biggest fear is that we're powerful beyond measure. I mean, she gonna be on that stage. She wanted to change the trajectory of the fucking hurricane with her mind. Yes. That bitch is... The power of the mind is all about what she... Listen, you bitches can say whatever you want. Marion brings something that's hilarious to these She brings comedy. And with that, (sighs) it's a wrap. It's a wrap. (laughs) All right. Cheers to that. Cheers, drug delegates. See you on the next episode. Bye. Oh, God. My ass starts sweating. I think I broke fever. That stayed in the pod. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Drunk Bitches in Politics. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at DBAPpod. If you have questions or suggestions, email us at drunkbpolitics at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. It's the best way to show your support and spread the word.